welcome to another B-side episode of Set Lusting Bruce, where we turn our musical page away from the boss and we talk to friends of the podcast about other musical influences. And today I have fellow Nightwing fan and DC comic nerd, Philip. How you doing today? I'm great. Hey, thanks for having me. No, I appreciate it. You know, it was kind of nice. You were kind enough to reach out to me and have me fill in from one of your uh, episodes of a podcast. And so we're still trying to work out when we can. I can join you guys to talk the new 52 in our top secret Southgate Media Facebook page. Philip reached out and said, hey, I kind of love another band. Would you want me to have you join? And I said, absolutely. Philip, tell us, what's your musical obsession? We mean band-wise? It, uh, yes, yeah, and well, both. Anyway, this is all about music. I was going to say, I'm, I don't play an instrument or anything, but right. I, I do I do love mu- I love listening to music. My favorite yeah. band is Foo Fighters. I discovered them in the... Uh, Late 90s, probably when their album The Color and the Shape came out. That's mm-hmm. my favorite album, of course. You're, you're first, you know. Yeah. I, I've always been in the rock, but there's just something about them that just struck me. And even now, they're like one of the few like mainstream rock bands that are still around. Okay. Big success. and. Before we get to the Foo Fighters, let's talk about growing up. Um, was it a big musical... Um, household were like I've made this story and now then people are tired of hearing it but in my house we listened to both kinds of music country and western hello Bruce <laughs> Brothers and Johnny Cash and uh, Merle Haggard Hank Williams was always on the um, radio mm-hmm. so how about you what what did your parents listen to what did you listen to growing up basically I don't even remember much music around the house. Okay. It was mostly in the car. I mean, yes. It was basically whatever was on the radio. It was probably like top 40. And okay. And uh, All that. I really didn't get really into my own music until probably I was a teenager and talking to friends and, yeah. you know, cruising the aisles at the store. And What high school era did you go to? Like, I graduated in 1977. Top 40 radio ruled. Only the druggies listened to album-oriented rock. That's how middle class I was. And so, you know, I had a steady diet of John and Barry Manilow and, you know, Queen, um, just this whole top 40 rock. How about you? When, what's your high school era and what were you listening to on the radio? Well, I graduated in 1996. So, you know, I was in that uh, sweet spot. I had Nirvana, mm-hmm. of course, the Foo Fighters, uh, yeah. Pearl Jam, all that stuff, you know. Very nice. All right. So do you remember the first time you heard a Foo Fighters perform? And what song was it? It was probably Monkey Wrench, and it was probably one of my friends had. Well, I know why I first picked it up on cassette, but it might have been CD my friend had. And I just remember falling in love with the band, and I, I, li- I like rock, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I really like this. This is great, you know, because – some of the other stuff, it could be down and depressing, or it was just the right mix. I don't know, just for me, I guess. Okay, good. Um, so you heard the song, and you went, hey, I like this. Um, did you go out and buy an album right away? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I got to the store as soon as I could, and like I said, I was still kind of old school. I, I picked up the cassette, I know, the first time, and I just... 
I just listened to it over and over. I mean, I, every time I was just, I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to wear this cassette out, you know? <laughs> you know, just, it's so funny to hear you call old school cassettes. You know, mm-hmm. I was, um, you know, we had eight tracks during high school, you know, and so you had all this things of eight tracks. Um, and, uh, of course, still some albums, you know, you mm-hmm. had some turntables. But uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, I do remember going to the, uh, to the, you know, going to cassettes, and that's good. So um, I am a casual, you know, because growing up in the 70s, um, I kind of drifted away from Top 40 Records, so uh, a little bit aware of the Foo Fighters. But so, um, so tell me, so this album you picked up, and you're just wearing it out, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Anytime I'm in the car, anytime, yeah, I'm at home when I have five minutes to listen, you know, to music. I'm listening to this. Uh, after now, as I said, I'm apologizing for my lack of knowledge, but was did they have a back catalog at this point, or was this their first release? This was like their second release. Okay. I mean, yeah, I I fell in love with this album probably just because it's the first one that that I discovered. But yeah, okay. they had earlier music, and did you, know, you go my, out and get it? Um, not right away. Um, I'll tell you what really helped me is when everything went digital and now like my iPod is full of like just about every Foo Fighter song. (laughs) Well, uh, that's what my, um, my, uh, digital, you know, my phone and my iPad is, um, so much Bruce Springsteen. Um, in fact, if you play the song, you know, if you, if you don't try to play a specific album, you just let it go through the set because I have so many live shows, you know, mm-hmm. it could be the f- four or five songs in a row that are just the same song because it's from different live sets. And, uh, yeah. Um, so um, have you, did you get to see them perform? And if so, how many times? No, that's my big regret in life is I haven't got to see them perform live. They were here a few months ago in Pittsburgh and yeah. um, I wanted to go, but I just, you know, with family and everything, I couldn't go because they did it on a Tuesday night. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I work early in the morning, so it's like, you know, I would, I'd have to take that day off so I wouldn't be tired for the show. I'd have to take the next day off because I get up at yeah. 30 in the morning. And it's just like, I'm just with family obligations. I'm just like, do it on a weekend, please. You know, Philip, I'm right there with you. I, um, it, for life got in the way and I, um, you know, like my son had something going on when Bruce would come to Dallas or something. So, uh, you know, I didn't see him till, um, 2002, Mm -hmm. um, you know, where, you know, I missed all the, like the, you know, his individual bands or like when they did the greatest hits tour, you know, the reunion tour. So yeah, I, I feel your pain. Um, boy, but I know you must've been really conflicted. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, can I make this work? Can I make this work? Because, I mean, just, you know, the first time you get to see your favorite band or artist, it's just like, oh. Yeah, and I know um, with kids, vacation days are precious Mm -hmm. because I don't know if you and your significant other both work, but, you know, my wife and I. So, you know, it's kind of the kids sick and you're like, okay, who's got the least – uh, you know, busy day scheduled at work, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, or whose turn is it? You know, I took off last time and, it, you know, and you got to burn a vacation day or a sick day to take care of them. Uh, that's, that's so funny. So 
you've now expanded. Uh, you have. Um, so, well, let's talk about the next time they released an album. You know, um, were let's talk about that experience of did you have expectations? What what were you thinking and feeling as they released new material? Um. Well, back then I really wasn't like like in the know a lot. It took me a while, it took me a while to get on the internet and everything, and yeah. uh, you know so. Basically, it was like if I bumped into something at the store, I'd be like, "Ooh, a new out, al- you know, a new album." And right, you know. But now in our, you know, society of social media and that, you can keep up. And you know, the second something drops, you're like, "Oh, there!" <laughs> I must run to the store right now. Um, why Foo Fighters? Why, with all the, you know, rock that you listen to, you talked about, you know, Pearl Jam which Wendy was on with me talking about that, you know, uh, Nirvana, I know a great people that just, you know, Kurt Cobain and that band means such a special thing. Why do you think Foo Fighter, Foo Fighters touch something in you? I, I don't know. I like all those other bands, but they just, it just seemed more upbeat. There, there was the, just that the music was I like a good beat. I like, you know, I just, yeah. I like the lyrics. I like the the, 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 the tone, the beat, everything. And it's just, it's hard to explain. You know, it's kind of like explaining, you know, why are you in love with a certain person? You know? Yeah. Did, um, so did like, let's talk about as you go through life, what are there been songs or albums that have helped you through bad times? And if so, let's anything you're comfortable sharing, please do. Um, well, I hate to keep going back to that first album. No, 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 that's that okay. Yeah, but no, they they color in the shape. It's just I remember, you know, the good times I had, you know, then, you know, it's like, you know, who you were with, you know, who you were dating, all your friends, you know, any fun mm-hmm. things you did at that time. And it's just like do you ever get that where like you can listen to a song and it takes you back? You could take you back exactly the where you were at the first time you heard it. Yeah. And in fact, I, I, I do, I, I know that feeling and, um, the it's, it is music is a time machine. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> when the story I, I like to tell is, um, uh, Brian Wilson of the beach boys did a solo album in 19, 19- 88 1989 and um so it must have been 88 and my wife was pregnant with chris at the time and she loves the album but anytime she puts it on and puts in the cd or pulls on music she feels morning sickness she goes (laughs) back to remembering you know and, and and that's how much she loves the album is it still makes her because she remembers all the you know morning sickness and the being tired all the time all the pregnancy symptoms come back to her when she hears that music Mm -hmm. and we just drove uh to florida uh you know my wife was competing uh an iron man race and she um it was about a 12-hour drive and we were going to break it over two days and she asked me to pull old cds and so we did we you know usually we very listen to sirius and we've got our um you know phones that have all these tracks on them 
but she asked me to go old school. So it, it felt weird because, you know, here's this bag, mm-hmm. of, you know, 15 or 16 CDs. Mm-hmm. You know, Philip, I own two or three of the CD cases that you could take out, you know, just a little sleeve so that, you, you know, you can all have it in one package. Couldn't find any of them. So it's in this, you know, recyclable grocery bag that they keep asking you to save the planet and not have a plastic bag, right? Um, no. so, you know, we're pulling CDs out one at a time, you know, unloading it and loading it. And she's just you know, remembering, hey, you know, we listened to the river on the way to go to Dallas and we still lived in Louisiana to visit her brother. Or how about the time we did this and this? And it was so much, you know, it brought back all those memories of us being before we were married and we were doing road trips together. Uh, so I, I absolutely get you. So how about you? You got some similar stories? Um, It's just I find it. It's just the whole phenomenon with the music. I just not even just Foo Fighters. There's so many songs that take you back. Like I, I hear an '80s song, and I can just even remember being a small kid in the car with my parents. And I was gonna say I do remember those big CD cases. I might even have some around here somewhere where you know where you're lugging it in the car. And yes, then... <laughs> absolutely right. You're going, oh, okay. Oh, that is wonderful. Um, so do you have a um? Any special memories or stories about Foo Fighters that, like, were you, um, does it, were you listening to music, like, when you guys were um, dating or having the kids or going through a tough time at your job? Um, well, yeah, I think through, well, I'll, I'll... I should say since then, since I first discovered Foo Fighters, just always through the good times and the bad. I've, you know, like I said, I've always it's always there now, especially on the iPod. So you yeah. know, but yeah, I think in the mood really, I'm either in a really good mood or yeah, if I, if I'm down, it brings me they bring me up. So it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, just just so many significant uh, times in my life, or or even you know just just sitting around i just i can just always remember them there you know since 97 yeah um so do you um how about the little ones uh how many kids i have one kid uh he's two so okay still too early yeah but are you planning to uh brainwash him um (laughs) i i'm planning to introduce him to some music he he does like music yeah and um you know, anytime he hears music, he stopped. Even before um, he was born, when my wife was pregnant, uh, yeah, she would be listening to music. And she said, well, you know, when she, if she would be sitting there by herself listening to music, she could feel him kick in. And, oh, how fun. Yeah, so I think he, he, is, he seems very interested in music. So as he gets older, I plan to just uh, introduce him to so many different kinds of music and see what he likes. I think it would yeah. be interesting. Absolutely. Do you are you a mixed marriage? Uh, does your lovely bride like the Foo Fighters, or does she put up with your listening to it all the time? I mean, she'll listen to it. Uh, it's definitely kind of a mixed marriage. Her favorite artist is Justin Timberlake. Okay. Yeah. All right. So she probably knows more about Foo Fighters than she wants to know, and I probably know more about Justin Timberlake than I'd like to know. <laughs> um. There was something fairly recent. It was a couple of years ago, but my wife said something about, I don't know, why are you telling me a story I don't care about? And I said, 
I said, that's the basis of our whole marriage of us, you know, <laughs> pretending to care about things we don't care about. And and she started laughing. I said, you know, there's how many times have I gone to breakfast with you and your sister and all you guys have talked about was your bike ride that you guys just finished. And, you know, who cares? But that's I pretend to listen. And, uh, and she started laughing. So we've now started a little thing about um, the cover of Who Gives a Flip magazine, except I don't say flip. Oh, yeah. And, and so that's kind of our code to say. I know you probably don't care about this, but I need to tell you about it. And uh, and then we'll both go, oh, no, that wasn't from that magazine. That was actually interesting. <laughs> or or then <clears throat> the answer is, oh, thank you for sharing was, yeah, I really didn't care. And I could have not had that information, but I'm glad you felt comfortable sharing it with me. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean – the thing with our music too and everything is that there's like an age gap. I'm 37, she's uh, 29, so I think the different eras. <laughs> oh, you got younger at that position. <laughs> yeah, she, you know, she was she was all in the boy into the boy bands, and you know, like I said, Justin Timberlake's her favorite now. So he is a Renaissance man. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, he is uh, a pretty amazing at what all he can do. Okay, so hopefully they're going to continue to tour. And it will be on a weekend, or you will have vacation to burn. Mm-hmm. Do you have a a kind of bingo card of songs you hope to hear them perform live? Um, I like all their stuff, but probably their probably their earlier stuff. Like I said, this el- the album I first discovered, even the one before it. Yeah. The, it's probably like with most people, it's probably, you know, what you first uh, heard. And even especially if it's their early stuff, you like to hear them play their hits, their classic hits. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I have a real good friend, Sam. Okay. And for those of you doing this set listening, Bruce drinking game, take a drink. Uh, <laughs> Sam. Um, you know, he um, went to a, um, the uh, Tom Petty show mm-hmm. and he said afterwards he said this is the Tom Petty show that a hardcore Tom Petty fan would hate because he played all the hits everything that I wanted to hear him perform he did and um, I'm just I know that there's some person you know some guy that's seen Tom Petty you know over a dozen times and was just rolling his eyes about you know oh god do I hear this song again um, you know, I think you're a great example of there in comic books, there is a saying that every comic is someone's first comic, mm-hmm. right? Philip? Yes. And so you have to, when you're writing a story, even if it's complex as, you know, an X-Men tale or, you know, this, you know, a Justice League or this complex, um, you know, story that you have to make it accessible. Um, and I think today's market with trade paperbacks, it's a little bit easier in digital comics, but you still have that concept. You've got to keep that. And so I think the same thing, like here are you, you know, you've been a fan for close, you're getting close to 20 years. Yeah. And, and you've never seen him. You've never seen the band. 
So, you know, you've got to go, yes, I want to hear some of this stuff, but, you know, this, you know, a top 40 hit to me, I'm not, it's not overplayed. I've never seen them perform it live. So I'm going to put you on the spot. And if you need a few minutes, that's fine. Thanks to the magic of editing. Um, I'd like to hear, I'd like you to pick four or five songs that you want to hear. And I want you to tell me why. Hmm. I have. I have three, so okay, let's, be good. That's, yeah, that's good. Um, well, like I said, uh, the the first two are from that first album I uh, discovered, uh, Monkey Wrench and uh, My Hero. Probably, probably more two of their better known ones. Mm-hmm. And it's they're the way I see it, they're complete. Well, not completely, but they're different from each other. Monkey Wrench is more fast paced. And I like a quick beat, but then my hero is just, it's slower and it's like, I think everyone can identify with my hero because it's always like, you know, somebody has a hero, whether it's somebody they know or somebody, you know, they admire from afar. Everyone has that someone in their life. Absolutely. Um, who's, I'm going to stop you. Who do who would you say is your hero? Um, I would say probably my dad yeah i hear you i think a lot of p guys can say that yeah absolutely that's uh, nice so good and um is he um you you said he listened to a lot of classic rock so he uh appreciates unlike my son and i i've appreciated a little bit of the um you know um rap and other stuff that he listens to um and you know i'm but after a while i'm like okay i'm just gonna play my old man card can we please listen to something else (laughs) (laughs) but he has enough love we have enough component he um he really loves he's grown to love country music Mm -hmm. and um and i did grow he um a singer songwriter from originally from dallas now living in austin sarah hickman um and a brave combo which is the rock and roll rock and roll polka band and um the beach boys he heard all the time so he immediately in fact we went and saw sarah perform live um and um you know he knew every song and sarah was just laughing because i said but look you know you 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 put out your first album in fact her first album in the notes say thanks to Linda, Jesse, and the baby. So, I mean, literally, he, you know, he was in the womb hearing this album. So, kind of like your son, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, that sounds great. Um, next, um, so you've got those two. So, based on your story, I guess the next one is a little bit more current. Yeah, it's from 2011, and you might actually be familiar with this song. Um, did you see the first Thor movie, I'm, I'm assuming? Yeah, yes. Remember the song at the they played during the credits at the end? Yes, Walk, a, that's them, yes. Okay, oh, cool. And I mean, I, I would have liked the song either way, but I mean, then it's connected it's connected to a superhero movie, so of course yeah. that extra got my attention. I was like, because <laughs> I don't know what it is, but just that song, Walk, um, mm-hmm. I can just play it over and over and not get sick of it. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's awesome, right? To... Mm-hmm. Did you know they were? Uh, it was on the soundtrack before you went to the movie. Um, I think I might have heard. 
I might have heard something, but I don't know if I even remembered it when I got in there. No, I did remember, yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't think I knew where it was at. And then they got to the credits, and I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Which is kind of was kind of good in a way, because I could focus on the song, and I didn't have to be like, okay, what's going on in the movie? And Yes. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of a nice surprise, right? You go, mm-hmm. hey, wait, wow. It did. How and- cool. Yeah, and I know, like, back then, like, um, in the late 90s and even, like, the early 2000s, like, I would collect, if a movie had a good soundtrack, I would get the whole soundtrack. Yeah. Like, are you like me? Do you think that um, a good soundtrack can, like, bump up, a, like, your opinion of a movie? Even if the movie's not that good, if it has good music, it can bump it up in your eyes a little bit? Oh, absolutely. In fact, um, and in sometimes, they're so, um, like... I really like uh, Notting Hill. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just Julia Roberts is just so charming in it and so beautiful. And but I also think that soundtrack of the way they use the music brought it to another level. So I'm connected to that musical thought. Um, this past summer, I went and saw uh, Love and Mercy, the Brian Wilson biopic, and I. I continually, if you have not, if you love music, rent the DVD or buy it on demand, get it on demand. Um, it is amazing because it shows Brian Wilson both in the 60s doing pet sounds and then also in the um, 80s when he was being treated by Eugene Landy and the disc- extremes. They're played by two different actors and it's an amazing movie. But the soundtrack was you know i just i had to come home and listen to pet sounds and i you know it does um another big one i don't know if you've um um ever seen grace of my heart uh i don't think so okay so uh grace of my heart is a um Allison Anders wrote and directed it, and it stars Alina Douglas, and it's basically the story of um, a kind of Carol King um, writer, and it's the story of this female uh, songwriter and how she her story, and the what was cool is the soundtrack they took a um a classic writer um and like a um Gary Gothen and you know as in the you know Gothen King and then a current writer and they wrote songs original songs in the style of the 60s and 70s and like Elvis Costello did one of them and so there are new music but in that style and every time I hear the soundtrack I want to see the movie and every time I watch the movie I want to hear the soundtrack so uh, that's my recommendation Grace of My Heart and Love and Mercy um, we well, that's your homework assignment. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I imagine that would be a great surprise. You know, you're in, you know, at the end of Thor, and you're getting to hear not only um, a great, you know, comic book movie, 
but you got to see, you know, hear your favorite band playing. How fun. Oh, yeah. It's it's just a good soundtrack. Like, Mm -hmm. if it's a good movie and a good soundtrack, that's the best. But, I mean, there's movies that, you know, I I really don't care for, but, like, I love the soundtrack. It was like I've had friends go through my, you know, when I had CDs going through the CDs, and they're like, what is this? I'm they're like, this movie was crap. And I was like, well, yeah, but the, I really like the music. So not to talk bad about a movie, but do you have an example of one? Um, well, probably I know I'm trying to remember how much I enjoyed the soundtrack, but I know it did have the soundtrack for Batman and Robin. Yes. And I didn't care for the movie. Yes, but... absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great example of, um, you know, you're going, Wow, they this franchise is kind of off the rails. Uh, yes, <laughs> but you know I went and saw it. There I go. That's me. Um, absolutely cool. Uh, so that's great. Um, what haven't I asked you about that you want to share about the Foo Fighters? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I was gonna say this is your show. You had... <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think you've given a great example. Um, um, so. If we're I'm if our listeners go, OK, you know, I haven't really spent a lot of time with the uh, Foo Fighters. What do you recommend? What do you suggest they go out and get? Obviously, the album you talk a lot, but um, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What what should we go listen to? Um, well, of course, of course, my favorite, The Color and the Shape from 1997. Yes. And um, if you want to if you want the actual album that uh walks on uh it was 2011 uh wasting light okay um i think they yeah they i'm blanking on the name they did they do have a new album since then okay like i said for life of me i can't remember that um but no i would recommend just you know if you if you want to get into foo fighters or if you've heard something they a song of theirs and you really like them i really couldn't point you to a bad uh album i think all of theirs are terrific do uh do they digitally release their shows? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I I usually go looking and I eventually fi- find this stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure they have a big digital presence. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and, and they have. I know they have social media. They're on uh, Twitter, I, I believe. Okay. I'm trying to remember if it's Facebook too, but yeah. So usually you can find like the you know show dates and all their information. They usually, they're usually good about putting that up. And uh, you're hoping that they have a weekend show uh, next year, right? Oh yeah. Uh huh. Oh, cr- Christmas would be good. Christmas around Christmas time would be great because I usually have like the like the last week or so of the month of the year off. So it's like mm-hmm. you know, come in the winter. Good. Uh, I'm just looking at Amazon. Um, I see they have a Blu-ray live at Wembley Stadium. Um, what what do you think of the show? Is it pretty good? Oh yeah, yeah. They all they always put on a good show. Okay, good. All right, very nice. Uh, well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate this, and it's been a fun talking to you. Um, let me um, listener, if you want to be on the podcast to talk about. Bruce or your musical obsession and all that implies, please send us an email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. We do have a Facebook page and a Twitter account at setlustingbruce. Please go to iTunes, rate and review us. That is how people 
find us. Philip, this was a blast. Thank you so much. Uh, we do need to go. I, I still need to figure out a way to get on y'all's comics uh, episode so we can talk. Yeah, uh, we'll figure this out. Yeah, but uh, it's so much fun. Yeah, but thank you so much. I mean, this is a nice change of pace because I'm always talking comic books and superheroes, which I love. But yeah, right. I mean, every so often, it's nice to you know talk something else for once. It is, and you know, I was joking with Rob, our podcast leader, um, that. I love talking Doctor Who and being invited on these other shows, but there is something special about talking music to people. Music plays such a great part of our lives. And so I love hearing people talk about what they're passionate about and their stories. So thank you a lot. I appreciate it, Philip. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Yeah. And we're going to close with what have we done with innocence? It disappeared with time. It never made much sense. Adolescent residents wasting another night on planning my revenge. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.